You're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey guys, it's Randy Gage. I've written 11 books on prosperity and success so far, uh, but this podcast, it's a way for me to connect with you on an audio platform. So I'm looking forward to sharing the prosperity journey together with you here. Hey everybody, prosperity people in the house. How's everybody doing? Uh, check in, let me know where you're coming from today. And if you're ready to be a champion, and give me a minute, I'm gonna, you know, I always watch these uh, back to see who else on, but I'm gonna post the link on uh, Facebook and let people know. Happy uh, Friday to everybody. Happy Saturday to you guys uh, over in Asia and uh, Australia and wherever. Come on, shorten the link. Caracas, Venezuela, Larry in Tampa, Bronxville, New York, Kansas, Rugby, UK, Houston. Oh, wow, they're streaming in fast. All right, give me a sec to put this up. Hey, very important uh, topic today. I think uh, a, a great one, and it came from Juan Camilo, mi hijo adoptivo. Hey, Zinzino's in the house. Our Jonak, Jedi Jonak, is in the house. Helen Turnbull's in the house. She's been trying to get on uh, <laughs> to be able to comment every day. If you're not on in 20 seconds, uh, you don't make it, man. We just get so there's already 224 people on in what 20 seconds. So you see, if you don't get on fast, you can't comment. So Helen, good for getting on. Bulgaria's on. Uh, let me see. Okay, so let me put this up. And uh, so this topic today about the mindset of a champion, how you win how you succeed and it isn't just about sports i'm glad i know we got a lot of coaches and athletes and other competitors on but it it, it we're going to use sports as an analogy um <clears throat> but it's not about sports it's about winning in life uh so uh sorry about frozen yeah it's a lot of people on you know right away the app but if you if you get frozen just log out and then log back in again uh, it's just, it is what it is. Uh, it works from Chicago. So we've got It Works in the house, Agile in the house, and Zeno's in the house. Uh, Exercise Man is here. Uh, Winter Parish, good to see you on. Kate Holgate, glad you're on. Felipe uh, Leal from Colombia. I know you would appreciate this. Je suis Carissa, mon ami, s'il vous plaît. Young Living is in the house. Young Jevity's in the house. Plexus is in the house. We got utilities warehouse in the house. Uh, Columbia, Peru, Bucks County, Fusion, yes. Okay, so I'm gonna jump right into this because we got a lot. And Anirium's in the house as well. Um, for, oh, and by the way, I wanna start with this, clean up something from two days ago. There was a very sweet girl asked four different times, what would be the first book of mine to read? World Ventures is here. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if you were starting with me, what is the first book to read? And I never got to it because these scroll up so fast and I meant to do it yesterday. That's why I started with that screen capture yesterday. But the book would be Accept Your Abundance because that's the book that prepares you to allow yourself to win. And it's good for this topic today. Um, 
if you do, you can't be treated for prosperity, you've got to be open to receive it. And that's why um, it's really important. So if you want to say, how do you get my mindset? How will I allow myself to win? How will I allow myself to succeed? That book, Accept Your Abundance, that would be the one to begin. So do me a favor, if you would swipe and share this and let people know we're talking about prosperity and how you create the championship mindset, how you win, how you succeed. And I got some serious experience at this and I've got some really tangible ideas. So if you know a coach, a little leaguer, a peewee football player, a college athlete, Olympic athletes, I'm doing some coaching with high level professional athletes in the area of the mindset. And, and if this applies to everything in prosperity, um, and for you guys who are watching on the laptops, if you would, if you, since you're on the laptop, if you would retweet the Facebook post or the Twitter post and let people know, uh, we want to really let people know about this topic today. Um, and remember, all of you guys with kids, there's a very special announcement for you at the end because next week is Kids Week and I'm going to need your help from your children for picking the topics for next week. Uh, thanks again for all the hearts. You guys are going crazy. We haven't even got into the content yet and you've done thousands of them. Uh, just yesterday, the Lord family, they were there with their 500 hearts. Scott Kane, about a thousand hearts. Kayla Brew, uh, how do you say, you say Brew? I know it's that uh, French name from New Orleans, but 1158, although I think she still owes me a Dr. Pepper cake. Uh, I got to tell you, I get NSA members, speakers, uh, even entertainers who get me offline and they say, how do you get so many hearts on those broadcasts? And you see what Jedi Joan Eck is doing there? Because I have people doing that all the time because I have the best followers on Periscope. Uh, the, uh, the, you know, I talk about except bro, 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 ha, ha, ha. Is that true or are you just uh, mocking her? Bro, ha, ha? No. Uh, anyway, she'll be on. Sharon Decker, good to see you. Uh, all right, so anyway, you guys keep spreading the love, so I'm here trying to spread my love. And let's talk about the topic which came from me, uh, hijo adoptivo de Colombia, my adopted son in Colombia, Juan Camilo. Uh, Juan Camilo Hermano. Herman Aramillo is his father. So Juan Camillo uh, Aramillo, uh, let me work on my Spanglish, uh, because he's a young guy. He's, he's one of the many kids who watch the show. Hey, Jedi Burley, Burley, Art Burley, good to see you in the house. Um, he's one of the many, he's with one of the, a lot of you who have families and children who watch together. So uh, Juan Camilo is a young kid plays tennis at a very competitive level. So he was talking to his father about when he's in a match and he starts to lose and he loses his focus and he starts to think he might lose because his opponent has scored a few points and now he's got a little doubt in his mind. How does he recapture that mindset, that winning mindset? And so again, you're gonna see yeah, we're going to use a lot of sports analogies, but it's not about sports. This is about winning in life. This is about succeeding. This is about, <coughs> <coughs> this is about, 
excuse me, uh, you know, my friend Steve Stiebel writes a book about mental strength. That's what this is about, mental strength. Oh, look at those uh, emojis from the five-year-old. All right, so now, why listen to me on this? Just, I'm not bragging here. I just want to set the stage for something. Why listen to me on this? I've won at least 25 league championships in 15 years of playing softball, right? 16 years. At least 25 times where my team won the league. At least 10 or 11 national tournaments. I'm a two-time silver medalist in the gay games. I'm a gold medalist in the gay games. I'm in the South Florida Amateur Athletic Association Hall of Fame. I was the team MVP on my World Series team uh, two years ago. I have won a World Series, and I'm expecting to do it again, by the way, in about uh, three weeks from now. Now, I don't tell you all that because I'm so talented or because of my skills. I wish. I'm telling you all that because I never picked up a glove or a bat until I was 40 years old. I was a bookworm, pathologically shy, nerdy kid, social anxiety disorder. I didn't play any sports. My mother didn't have money for uh, equipment anyway. And I mean, I just, I didn't do anything. So until I was 40 years old, I need, I've done two spinal surgeries. I have a congenital condition with stenosis. I need at least two more surgeries, which will be in about a month and a half. And I might need three more. I'm functionally blind in one eye, so that means I don't have depth perception. I have chronic asthma. I've been HIV positive since 2006, so I have a compromised immune system. And I'm the 56-year-old guy. So let that set the stage. Why am I telling you all of those things I've been able to achieve in, in sports, and then you look at what would be challenges or considered limitations by some people, that's because everything we're talking about today is mental. It's about the mindset stuff. It's about how we use our mind to overcome perceived limitations in our body, our team, our environment. Yeah, the excuses. Because look, at, I have a lot of great excuses, but I don't want excuses. I want championships. I'm a competitive guy. When I do things, I like to do them at a high level and, and, and be amazing and, and do amazing things. So I know how to win, and I know that 80% of winning is mental. I promise you, if two opponents or two teams are competing with something, and they're at equal skill, and that's what happens at the highest level. When you get to the Super Bowl, when you get to the World Series, when you get to the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals, you have two teams, they're both amazing. The World Cup, the Olympics, everybody who's in the Olympics is in the top one-tenth of one-hundredth percent of people in the world, in any sport, any activity. Um, so you're going to be facing people who are talented just like you, sometimes even more talented. But in the case of equal talent, I promise you, the one who believes they're going to win more than the other one who believes they're going to win, whoever believes it more, in an equal skill, <clears throat> that's going to make the difference. Uh, give example. Now, if you remember two years ago, and I'm not making this up, anybody who follows me on social media knows this. Two years ago, before the playoffs even started, I said, 
Seahawks are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And people were like, are you crazy? Nobody picked the Seahawks. The playoffs hadn't even started. I said, no, I've been watching some of the training camp things and the, the sports center features, and I think Pete Carroll has those guys believing. And he did. And then, of course, they were like, wow, I can't believe that was a onesie. And then last year I said, they're going back to the Super Bowl. And we all know maybe he didn't make that call to do a pass play instead of a running play. Seahawks were probably back-to-back -back champions. Now, I'm going to make another prediction right now. I'm going to say the Seahawks will not win the Super Bowl this year. They will not be in the Super Bowl this year. And there's a possibility they won't make the playoffs. But I think they'll probably make them and be gone in week number one. Why? Because the mindset is different. Now you've got a bunch of guys haggling over contracts. You have a bunch of guys who feel they should have had their second ring. Coach made a bad call and they didn't get it. And there's this entitlement mentality that sets in and it's like a cancer. And so as much as I love Russell Wilson, I love Pete Wilson, uh, Pete Carroll. I'd love the Seahawks. I don't think they're going to, I think they're probably gone by week one. So, same thing, if you watched uh, my Twitter, my Facebook, when the college football playoffs came in, and I said, Ohio State is going to win it this year, mark my words. And people were like, are you crazy? Come on, they're number four. They got the third string quarterback. But I based that when I saw an interview of that third string quarterback. And I saw his mindset. And how much he was so cocky. Yes, he was arrogant. Yes, all that stuff. But that doesn't matter. I knew he went out there expecting to win the national championship. And that's exactly what he did. It's mental, guys. So now, let me give you about seven things that I want to talk about that, uh, am I crazy? Yeah, <laughs> thanks, so, Bob Tech. Hey, and I love all these hearts. I love all the comments. I love all the participation. And again, if you see value in this, please swipe and share and tell people about it. And if you got invited on here, click that number 280. That'll pull up my name. If you want to follow me, I will be, um, I do a daily prosperity scope every day. You know, I can't predict world major league soccer art because I don't watch enough of it. It just isn't. You know, there's only so many things you can watch. When I'm watching football, I'm watching Barca. That's my team, or the Brazil national team, or the Argentina, Colombia. Those are the teams that I watch. So I don't see a lot of MLS. Um, and, and my friend, Art Jonek in Houston, who has season tickets to the Houston Dynamo, I guess the the uh, mailman lost the you know my invitation to take me to a game, so I haven't seen that. So let's get into the seven... Uh, seven things that I think are really important for developing this championship mindset and winning not just at sports, at anything you set your mind to. How do you win? And Juan Camilo, this is for you. And how do you, when you're on that tennis court and you double fault and then you double fault and the other guy's getting a couple of points and you're starting to get that doubt in your mind, Here's how you come back. Here's how you flip the switch. Erman, glad to see you on. That's, uh, this is uh, Juan Camilo's father. Um, so uh, here's what we're going to talk about. Yes, no taking time. Somebody be the secretary for the community and, and put these up, please. Seven things we want to talk about. Number one is overtrain. Number one, overtrain. Championships, they're never created on the pitch on the field, on the court, 
they're created in the weight room. They're created in the practice field. They're created jogging out in the country. They are created because you overtrain. One of the things I noticed when I got into tournaments, some if you get in the in the I play softball. If you guys don't know, when you're in the if you get in the losers bracket on day number one, you got to come back on day number two. I've been in games, we, we we did in the New York tournament, we had to play eight games in a row to win that tournament uh, and come back. So literally there was a game at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., you know, slight delay at each, but literally eight games in a row. And we came back and won that tournament. But what I saw when I played in tournaments, man, and I'm playing in New York in the summer, Florida in the summer, Texas in the summer, heat, humidity, 100 degrees. And man, the third game, I just, I didn't have the cardiovascular. I didn't have the stamina. And I said, I've got to increase my training. I've got to train so hard that a tournament is easier than the training. A tournament has to be easier than the training. And so I did that insanity program. The uh, Beachbody one, Sean T on there. Uh, it's about 50 to 60 minutes a day of intense cardio with just like a 30 second break every 10 minutes or something. I mean, it is bananas jumping up and down. <clears throat> Things where you're jumping up, touching the 10-foot ceiling uh, 30 times in a row, and then uh, 30 push-ups down, and then 30 this and that. And I mean, it, when I did the first one, I did a minute and a half, and I had to tap out. So, you know, get some water, give me a towel. I mean, it was just crazy. It's how much, if you're not used to that kind of cardiovascular, which I'm not. It's softball. You run 60 feet, stop, run 120 feet, stop, something like that. Um, so I trained so hard that the tournaments were easier. So in my mind, I said, I don't, I, it doesn't matter what happens to us. I already got this in the bag because I've overtrained for this. This is why I'm in the on-deck circle. I'm not swinging one bat. I'm swinging two bats, and one of them has a bat weight on it. Or one of my teams, we've got a, a weighted bat that's literally been filled with cement. So it's like... 10 pounds and so you're practicing with that 10 pound bat and then when it's your turn to bat you pick up that uh, in my case I use a 27 ounce bat now that 27 ounce feels like it's three ounce because I've overcompensated the other way so overtrain is number one number two prepare to win prepare to win and this sounds simplistic, but it's not simplistic. It's very profound. There's a lot of people that want to win, but they don't prepare to win. I have to tell you, no, it doesn't change the swing at all, Art. It speeds it up. That's what it does. You practice the form you want. You want the exact form, but then when you go to the lighter weight, it speeds up the swing. And that's home runs are all about bat speed. Line drives are all about bat speed. Hey, uh, oh, Yoli Nation, she's in Mexico today. Uh, Triple M Yoli, good to see you there. All right, so give you an example. I'm, uh, it's a Saturday, uh, Saturday league, which is this 55-plus uh, rec league I've got, and some older guys on there, 60, 65. I'm talking with Jay Ray, one of the guys, pitcher on my team, and he says something to me. He says, Randy, this all comes to you so easy. You don't understand for the rest of us who have to prepare and work hard for this every set. 
And I just bust out laughing hysterically. And he's like, what, what is so funny? What? Because in his perception on that team, right, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, right? So in the 55 plus, in that league with 60 and 65-year-old guys, me as a 56-year-old, I'm the superstar shortstop, cleanup hitter, number three hitter, home run hitter. But that's because, you know, it's like being the, the you know, the leper with the most fingers, right? So, and it looks easy to him. What I do looks easy. And I laughed so hard, I said, I start the night before. I take my Umi, which is my nutritional supplement, to open up my lungs So because of my asthma. I do cardio an hour and a half before. Then I get in the shower and I soak under the hot water for 20 minutes, bent over, just letting it fall on my back, trying to stretch out. Then I go and I do my stretches. At least one hour before the game, I have to take my nutritional supplement, which is for the flexibility and the joint cartilage issues. At least one hour before, I have to take three 200 tabs of ibuprofen so that the pain in my back is numb by the time I play. I get to the field, then I have 30 minutes of gentle stretching and other things that I have to do. This is just to do a beer league softball game. But understand, I prepare to, I, I, I do the things I need to do. I have to take an allergy. I have to take a, what do you call, Claritin one hour before and I have to drink Dayquil an hour because that just clears up my eyesight instead of the blurry vision that I would normally have. I have a little clearer vision. So when I'm playing shortstop or third base and they're hitting that ball at 110 mile an hour, it doesn't take my head off, right? So this is all the things I have to prepare to win. So, uh, and great athletes, great performers, great achievers, they always make it look easy, right? Have you ever seen Ray Chen play the violin? Do you not understand how much he overtrains? Lang Lang on the piano, do you understand how much he overtrains? When you see Al Pacino acting or Meryl Streep acting in a movie, do you realize how much they train and prepare to deliver those things that they do? Uh, that's the thing, yes, Vern, Vercat, it's true. Every, people, high level achievers, they make it look, e oh yeah, Whiplash, amazing movie, amazing movie. Um, so, those, think about that. Uh, number three, use a negative thought check. Here's what I did. I, for probably two years, I carried a, I wore a rubber band on my wrist. And the only point of this rubber band was when I had a negative thought, I snapped it. So it hurt me. So every time I, well, I wonder if I could do that. Snap. Oh, I bet that guy is going to do that. Oh, I, I wish I had more education. I wish I had more. I wish any time I had any kind of limiting thought and I caught it, I snapped myself with that. Because I'm, I'm using that, it's kind of the reverse of Pavlov's dog, the whole thing. I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing... Uh, limiting belie beliefs and thoughts and checking them so I catch myself and so as soon as I do that and I hit that slap on my skin I would reprogram with what is the empowering thought that I replace that with 
And now I no longer need to do that because I've programmed myself so well and I have so much positive thoughts all the time. But every now and then I still catch myself having a negative thought. So now I have this thing. I just tap my forehead. That's my sign to myself. Like, hey, don't go there. That's not a thought that serves you. You don't need that thought. And whatever that thought was that caused me to do that, I replace it. I go back with an, an empowering thought is just the opposite of that. So if I'm thinking, I wonder if I could do this. The empowering thought is, I got this. If the, if the thought is, wow, that other team looks big and strong. It looks like they're going to beat us. Uh, the empowering thought is, that team looks kind of fat, overweight, slow. I think we're younger, stronger, faster. I think we're going to beat them. I'm just going to reprogram myself. And as long as I believe it, that's all that matters. It doesn't have to be true. If I believe it, it's true. If I believe I think we're going to win, if I believe I'm going to win at something, hey, I'm going to, it's going to be, uh, as long as I believe it, it's there. Number four, and this is good. Keep up those hearted up, swipe and share, tell people about it. Number four is visualization. Um, Visualization. Play the scene in your mind the night before. Juan Camilo, I want you to plan, I want you to play a video of the whole tennis match in your mind the night before. Give you an example. Today's Friday, right? So tomorrow is the Saturday Beer League uh, softball. Before, I, when I'm laying in bed tonight, <clears throat> I will play in my mind the movie of me th hitting three home runs tomorrow. Now, why is that? Because that, we play at a high school field, so it's a smaller field. It's like 270 foot to center, and it's, it's like that way on right field is short field, too. So even if I miss the ball, I can hit it out. I can hit a home run there because it's a shorter field. Um, and you can only get three home runs. After that, they're turned into signals, singles. So I want to make sure I hit three home runs when I have people on base. And then when people, hey, Chris Lianos, thanks for sharing this. Uh, Chris is over in Oz, great guy to follow. Um, so I, the other times I need to hit a double or a triple. I need to keep the ball in a line drive in the park because if it goes over the fence, it's going to be a single. And I don't want to waste a home run unless I've got a couple of guys on base, right? So I will visualize that. I will play that movie in my mind tonight. Now, tomorrow night is Saturday night, and then I play in a tournament on Sunday. I'll be playing in this tournament on a military base here. And I'm going to be playing against a bunch of guys who are Marines and SEALs and um, fly boys. And they're 20 to 30 years old. So I've got three decades on these guys. They're younger, they're stronger, they're faster. So I will be playing a different movie in my mind. I will be playing a movie of smoking line drives, stretching singles into doubles, just getting hits, getting on base, being smart, doing the mental part of the game that they may not do. And I have to tell you, I, I have played with guys who were first round draft choices with the Dodgers, people who were first round draft choices with the Cubs, people who have been in the major leagues, people who have been in AAA, AA, single A, people with amazing talents. And they're not in the major leagues now because they didn't have the mental stuff. I play softball with them and we say, the skills this guy has are a, a, this is a five-tool player. They hit, they throw, they run, they hit for power, they have everything, but they don't have the self-discipline. They don't have the mental part of it. 
All right, so we got one, two, three, four. We did four, right? Number five, create a positive anchor. Now, this is something I learned from Tony Robbins, and I don't think anybody in the world teaches this better than uh, Tony Robbins. Uh, you, he talks about your physiological state. This is an NLP thing, which I think this is a really powerful way. Yeah, Art, Messi and Ronaldo, perfect examples. They got the mental part of the game. They really do. Um, so a positive mental anchor, when, when Tony Robbins is using the NLP for this, it, you're anchoring your state. There's endorphins that fire off in certain states. There's adrenaline that takes place in certain things. There are um, uh, physiological things which you can anchor in your mind. So one of the things I have, uh, yeah, all the time you see that, Lynn. You always see that. Uh, you hear that all the time from the high-level achievers. If you ever notice me, if you ever see me playing softball, you're gonna see I'm gonna get in the batter's box, I'm gonna set myself and put the bat, and then I'm gonna touch my neck right here. What I'm doing, and it's funny, I was playing in a, in a tournament and I came up to bat the second time and uh, it was a lady who was an umpire there, her name's JC, and JC said to me, hey Gage, how come you didn't touch your neck last time? I was like, what? She said, you always touch your neck, you didn't do that last time. I said, well, no wonder I flew out to right field because that's my positive anchor. So what happens when I'm doing batting practice, when I'm doing training, when you hit a home run, you know it because there's just this feel when you, as soon as the ball leaves the bat, you don't even feel the swing. You've got the backspin, you know that ball is going over the fence. So every time when I'm doing my batting practice and I hit that home run, I just do that and I anchor it. And when I hit a home run in a game and I'm running around the bases and the guys from the dugout are coming out to greet me, I'm anchoring it, just touching, creating a positive anchor so that the next time I'm in the batter's box, I just put that positive anchor, which is my mindset. So any, and this is again, you could do this before you go into your board, board holder, shareholders meeting. You could do this before you're picking up the phone to call prospects. Uh, Walk-up songs are another example of this. Why do athletes like a certain song? Because it gets them in that mental state. Hey, I have a walk-up song. I play it when I'm in the car going to my game. Uh, and I can play it, same thing. If I got to do a difficult project for work, I do the same thing. Get out my uh, my iPhone, put on the iTunes, and I play my walk-up song. Yeah, just sweet, Carissa. Thanks for putting that. Uh, so uh, that was number, what was it? <coughs> number five, right? Number six, this, okay, you got to ask. The walk-up song is Sweet Child of Mine by uh, Guns N' Roses. Hey, <laughs> uh, Zenzino, got a bunch of you on today. Uh, number six. This is gonna shock some of you. Number six is know how to lose. Know how to lose. Here's the thing, and this is gonna seem counterintuitive, but here's what every champion, every elite performer, every elite achiever knows in any field is, it was some college coach, I don't even remember who said it, but it was after some loss and somebody was interviewed and said, coach, how could your team lose? And he said, the other team has scholarships too, right? Both teams have scholarships, both teams drafted. Same thing, both teams have farm systems, both teams have budgets, both teams sign superstars. Hey Juan Camilo, good to see you Juan. Uh, you know, you picked the topic today. Uh, so 
they, you're going to lose sometimes. And the difference between a champion and a non-champion is when a champion loses, they tip their cap, say, hey, they got me today, but I'll be back tomorrow. They understand nobody goes undefeated. The only opponent you'll ever face who goes undefeated is Father Time. Everybody else loses at some point or another. The Yankees lose, the football giants lose, the Super Bowl champions lose, the World Cup defending champions lose, the greatest team, Barca loses, Real Madrid loses, the greatest teams in any sport on any given day, they can lose because somebody else can be better that day. Or somebody can just get a lucky break. Remember when, uh, hey Mark Hansen, good to see you on. Remember when uh, the, the Miami Heat beat the Spurs there? They were down, game six, they had like eight seconds left. They were down eight points. Everybody's leaving the arena. They tie it up. Ray Allen hits that incredible three-pointer from uh, Hialeah. And they come back and they win. And they're interviewing LeBron afterward. And he says, he's talking to Bill Simmons. He says, hey, I'm not going to lie to you. To win a championship, you need some luck as well. And that's the truth. Sometimes the ball is going to hit a rock and kick off this way. Sometimes a rock is going to hit a rock and kick off that way. You can't control everything. Somebody can be better on any given day. And when they are, you say, okay, they're an athlete too. They're a competitor too. They're a good team too. They got me today, but I'll be back tomorrow. So you learn how to lose. You don't get bitter. You don't blame it on the umpire. You don't blame it on the referee. You don't blame it on a bad call. You take responsibility. <laughs> There's a Spurs fan. You take responsibility and say, hey, the other team is good too. They have talent. They have training. They have coaches. They have strategy. They beat us today, but tomorrow is another day. All right, number seven. Don't, uh, no, number six, right? How many am I at? Somebody help me out here. All right, she just ordered accept your abundance. Good for you. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, so this is number seven. By the way, I got eight, not seven. So number seven is don't let your opponent psych you out. Here's the example. I was I play with a AAA team here for the softball league. So then I got invited to join a tournament team, which is the majors which is the highest level here then. So it's a traveling tournament team and that's the highest level. So I go, I get picked up. I haven't played in this because I hadn't seen that division in Florida. They have it here in California. Uh, so I get on this major team, I'm playing third base and I don't, I didn't wear a cup, right? I didn't think, and now I'm playing these guys and I'm playing third base, which they call the hot corner. And these guys start raking balls, and they're zipping by. I mean, these are titanium bats. Half these guys got cooked bats. I mean, that ball literally is coming off the bat 110, 120 mile an hour to this gimpy guy with, you know, functionally blind eye with no depth perception. And I'm thinking, I don't have a, a cup. I, I'm playing against the big boys now. And I start to have that doubt. And when you have that doubt, that's when the next grounder is going to eat you up. So. I called timeout. I asked, hey, Blue, timeout. Uh, you know, I, I got something in my eye. And I walked off, you know, to the side. I didn't have anything in my eye. I just needed to tap my forehead and say, hey, that thought isn't serving you. Look at that team. Yeah, those guys are big. You know why they're big? Because they're carrying around 35 pounds too extra. 
They're, they're out of shape. They don't, nobody has trained like you. None of these, I guarantee you, nobody on that other team has done the Insanity Workout Program, the T25 Workouts Program, the Insanity 30 Workout Program. I'm telling myself all this and saying, there's, there's not three guys in this field who are better than you. So get over there, crouch down, get ready for the next thing. You got this, right? So don't let your opponent psych yourself out. You give yourself that talk. And then number eight, here's bonus coverage. Number eight, don't let yourself psych you out. And again, I'm using my example when I came here to San Diego and I got on the Sunday team, which is a team where I'm playing with all the 20 and 30 year old guys. I get in here and I'm playing miserable for two months. It's like, every, I can't understand it. On Tuesday, I'm playing great with the AAA team. On Saturday, I'm playing great with the other team. And then on Sunday, I'm hitting weak pop-ups. I'm taking bad swings. I'm dropping my shoulder and it starts to get in my head. And I say, what? I'm, I'm cursed. What is it with this team? No matter what I do. And this went on for two months, and, and now I'm really beating myself up. Now I'm really buying into all this jinx and the mindset and all that. And Juan Camillo, this is the stuff you were talking about. I was falling prey to it myself, okay? And then I said, okay, I've got to, I've got to think this through. I know I'm better than this. I know I can play. And what I came to understand is that I was playing three times a week, and because I need those two other spine surgeries, I can't do that. I can't play on Saturday and then come back back to back on Sunday because I haven't rebuilt the core strength that I need to rebuild up. And I realize, okay, and plus I'm playing shortstop on Saturday and running like crazy and I'm a pinch runner for the other people and I realize I'm doing so much on Saturday on this rec team that I can't on the competition, the serious team on Sunday. I'm not able to do that. So I had to dial back on the Saturday thing or even take some Saturdays off when I have big games or tournaments or whatever with the Sunday team. And then I worked on, so I realized that's it. It's not because I forgot how to play. It's not because I'm not good. It's not because I'm not able. I, I let a mental thought get in that didn't need to be there. So don't let yourself psych yourself out. You have to be your biggest fan. You have to be your biggest supporter. If you get this, I want to see 8 million hearts on the screen, okay? That's the eight things I want to tell you about. I thought it was seven. It's actually eight. That's what it takes to be a world-class championship. Please spread the word on that. Have an amazing day. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm about to take the scope down. You know what that means. Time to take the dreams up because you really are a champion if you decide to be. Thanks for listening. For more great prosperity teaching, check out my blog on randygage.com and follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Insta, YouTube, and just about everywhere else. I'll see you on the journey.